This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey there. Hi there. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. Hello. (laughs) Hello. That's my guest today. I'm Janelle Turner. My guest is a dear, dear friend of mine. We know each other in real life for a while now. She's a 1-3 sacral manifesting generator. She's the creator of Handstand Magic. She is a coach, an artist, a model, a witch, an influencer. So many things because she's an MG. She's also Mindful Jess on Instagram. If you've ever heard of her, she's pretty popular. So yeah, welcome Jess. Thank you so much. That was a great introduction. Um, Yeah, I think that it actually all makes so much sense now to me because, you know, my whole life I've just been, I will move from one project to another and have so many passions and so many things that, that not only I'm passionate, but I'm I'm also good at. So it, it, it pulls me in so many different directions. And I think it's really hard for a lot of people in my life to understand this about me. They're like, why can't you just stick to one thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my ex-fiance used to say that all the time, like, mm-hmm. why can't you just do one thing? Like, and I'm like, I just can't. I got to do it for you. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> yes. And I just, I have endless amounts of energy and um, something I was reading about last night about the manifesting generators is, you know, that we oftentimes are, do feel misunderstood or that we, we move so fast that uh, it's hard for us to communicate, slow down and communicate. And something that I really have been trying to work on personally in my own life of like, just slow down (laughs) and, and, and try to convey the message the best that you can to the people in your life. Exactly. Yeah. One of the keys for manifesting generators is informing. That's part of their strategy. It's to respond to life and to inform. And that you hit the nail on the head, slowing down enough to let people know what you've got going on, to say, hey, to check in on people, all that stuff. Because as you said, manifesting generators or MG, which is how I'm going to refer to you for the rest of this podcast, because it's shorter, um, (laughs) is uh, they're quick and they got a lot going on and it's not that they don't think about the people in their lives it's just that they have so much happening that time passes before they've realized oh I haven't checked in with this person or maybe I should get back to this person they just have so much happening and with MGs it's really awesome to recognize this and to forgive yourself for it and to have compassion and be like you know what I'm just gonna be everywhere and I might be over this tomorrow and I might be into this the next day and that's just how it's going to be for an MG right yeah yeah it presents many challenges but (laughs) yeah I mean it's I I definitely accept it I love that part of myself um, for sure Mm -hmm. Um, but in some ways it can be it can be hard (laughs) I know yeah manifesting generators usually have people that are really attracted to them because of their energy and then other people who are like, oh, this is, this is a lot. And it's just kind of how it goes for their whole life. Um, yeah. And I and I will say this, when I very first met you, I was in the, this is a lot club. And now I'm in the, I love Jess club. It's like, it, <laughs> it, took, it took me a minute, but I realized that you wouldn't be you without your energy and without 
your passions and without all the stuff that you have going on, like you wouldn't be just so mm. like, I especially enjoy that part of you now more, more so than I ever thought I would like, I really, I missed you during like all the stuff and wow. you've had so much going on with handstand magic. And I'm so proud of you for all the stuff that you've been, been accomplishing. But then I realized kind of like, Hey, I kind of miss Jess's energy a little bit. <laughs> so I'm glad that we're doing this. Yes. And this, this is kind of a different podcast for me. We're doing something exciting and new and I'm very happy. It's like a relationship podcast. So yeah, yeah. We're um, here for today. Yeah, I want I want to tell you that I'm really proud of you, Janelle, um, and all that you've accomplished and stepped up and done. And uh, I think it's so cool that you're doing this podcast and following your passion. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to let you know that. And I miss you too. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's not that I'm that we miss each other in a way where we're like, oh, like why why haven't I talked to you more? We both know that we have a lot of stuff going on, and we both know that we put our like energy, all of it, into that thing, and then we come together later. And like that's why I really enjoy our relationship because we don't take it so seriously, and we know that we always come together at some point. And the point is now and today. Yeah, you're in it right now. I know we're going to do this relationship podcast. So this is awesome. And this was really cool when I found out when Jess gave me her boyfriend. Is that what you, you guys call each other that, right? Boyfriend, girlfriend? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we would have a label right now. Okay. Um, but we're kind of, I think that we both agree that we're just going to be in a relationship forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever that might look like. Uh, yeah, because that we have so much, I, I was, I was thinking about this analogy last night that, you know, we both say that, um, we've met, we've met our match. Like I finally mm-hmm. met my match, someone who can keep up with me, someone who is quick witted like me, someone that he, like he, there were, there's so many similarities, creative and passionate and kind of eccentric, no, very eccentric. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's rare to meet another person like this mm-hmm. and so I was thinking about the match and the match lighting the flame and that being the twin flame mm-hmm. so um yeah we are each other's match and I think we both have just surrendered to the universe like okay no matter what we're going to be in each other's lives like no matter Aww. what that looks like and uh you know we we both I think we both would love for it to be romantic you know, forever, for a long time in these bodies, but we've had challenges. And I think that some of our biggest challenges, well, I would say two of them are very much relating to um, the manifesting generator. And one of them is communication. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, people being scared of me. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, I guess I, I've always known that I have this very electric energy, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize until more recently, I don't think, or I was less aware of how much it impacts people and how much it like. So what I was reading about last night, because, you know, I like to do a lot of research before I mm-hmm. do anything. Um, She's a first was, line, people. <laughs> I was reading, um, I was reading about how our, my aura is so big that it actually mutes other people's auras. And yes. I totally believe that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of, you know, if I understand it. And 
it kind of bums me out a little bit, honestly, because I would never want to mute another person because I know mm-hmm. that when I feel muted in any capacity, I just, I'm not, I'm not myself and mm-hmm. I just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and going, how, how are other people experiencing me? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm just very, I'm just, I have a lot of energy. I have this big aura and I think it probably is very intimidating. Yeah. And that's a great way to think about it too, because you don't want to think about it in the ideas of making yourself small, because that's for the manifesting generator. That's part of their conditioning. A lot of their lives is, is sometimes they feel like they needed to be smaller. They were too much, too big. So they would make their energy small and their aura small. And that's not really the case. It's exactly what you said. Yes you have a big energy and a big aura and sometimes it can overwhelm other people a little bit, but you're not here to make it smaller. You're here to understand the other and to say, how is this affecting you exactly the way that you said it? And it's really cool that you, you're, you're, you're learning all this stuff and it has to do with human design, but it doesn't at the same time. And I, I love that part of it. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Aaron and your relationship? Man. Um, well, really, from the moment that we met, uh, we, I could even trace it back to, uh, you know, we talked on the phone one time uh, to do a real estate deal together. So we both actually, I just reactivated my license yesterday. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just all the things, right? Always doing all the things. But um, so we met doing real estate and Aaron is a uh, 80s glam band rock star, uh, lead singer of a band and kind of runs the whole band. And um, he also owns several companies and he's in real estate. And so we talked on the phone this one time and I just remember feeling like I knew his voice from a long, for a long time, you know, like it was, it was strange. And so then he started following me on Instagram and, and honestly, he kind of like, we both went through a really big transformation in like 2017, 2018, and he started growing his hair out all along and and uh we look alike we do we look, <laughs> we look very similar um sometimes people will think that like a photo of him is actually a photo of me and other in and vice yeah. versa <laughs> it's kind of funny but um yeah then the moment that we met there was something uh there was a connection that i had that i don't that i've never felt before with anyone and he describes, um, maybe sometime you'll have him on too, but he describes when I walked into the room, like feeling, you know, this, this big, this big aura, this big personality and something mm-hmm. that he wanted to be a part of. And mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> then we, we had like a really wonderful conversation and I actually ended up inviting him back to my spiritual playground for a drink, um, just as friends. I had no idea what to expect from Aaron. I didn't know if he was attracted to me, I didn't know. I was just completely as friends, but I will say, and I will finally admit this, I was the one who asked him out. Nice. <laughs> and if I go back and look at the messages, it does look like I'm flirting with him. <laughs> I'm sure. For a long time I denied this, but it does. And, <laughs> um, but, you know, I just, I really like people that are, that, that are their, their full selves. And I felt like, Aaron, this guy looks like he's being his, his full, whatever it is, he's just going for it. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to meet him. So yeah, so we came back here and he pulled a card from my animal spirit deck and he pulled the shark 
card. And what we also, we have so many things that we'll never forget, but the shark card said that something is lurking in the waters. <laughs> I think it was this like deep connection and also this uh, romantic thing that was going to happen later. So he tried to kiss me and I just kind of played it off like, what are you doing? And sent him home and mm -hmm. like, can I see you on Friday? And I was like, uh, maybe. And so he called me on Friday and I never called him back. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he, he had to be in my life. So he kept talking mm -hmm. to his therapist about me and other people like, how can I get her in my life? So then he hired me to help him with some social media stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that was his way. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> and so he got in and, um, and then I started just kind of thinking about him randomly and like messaging him. And one night I had a girlfriend, um, staying with me from out of town and we were doing Shibari art, which is Shibari rope art. We're mm -hmm. like tied up. And I knew Aaron that might be like fun to have him around for this. And so I just texted him this one thing. I said, come over. And 10 minutes later, he's at my doorstep. <laughs> Yay. And that was the first night that we kissed and had a romantic connection. And honestly, that whole summer of 2019, I kind of tried to deny how much I loved him, how much, you know, you know, I, I was like, I can't, this is weird. Like, this is not the kind of guy that I ever saw myself with. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I saw myself with somebody more, you know, buttoned up or I'm from Oklahoma. So maybe like a little more old school, a little more traditional. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, <laughs> then we ended up, um, breaking up and it, it felt like, it felt very sudden and I didn't do it. Aaron actually broke up with me and it was, it was really, really heart wrenching. It was really hard mm -hmm. for me. And it's still something that we're trying to work through of like this, what I call a shutdown uh, from him. And what seems to be what happens is, you know, some series of events will happen and he won't communicate with me about something that's bothering him. And then all of a sudden he'll go into, and I talked to you about this last time, ventral mm -hmm. vagal mode which is complete yeah. shutdown which is so the dorsal vagal is whenever you're like yay and everything feels good and light and happy and free and then you go in, and then the medium one like is whenever you go into your fight or flight mode and then the shutdown is like you completely shut off and so mm -hmm. now this happened with twice with Aaron um in our kind of our relationship and our existence together and uh you know, I've just been extremely curious about it. At first I went and I dug really deep into attachment theory because mm -hmm. I thought, okay, this is an avoidant attachment style. And what I discovered was that actually Aaron has a pretty secure attachment style, as do I. Um, and we both tend to, if we're going to be one or the other avoidant or anxious, so we're going to be anxious. Mm -hmm. And so, and we're both very, uh, connected in our bodies we're both mm -hmm. very like touchy-feely um you know very uh, we, we we just love to touch one another <laughs> mm -hmm. um so yeah so after I discovered that I was like okay what else could it be what else could it be um you know and not to say it's not a little bit of attachment style or attachment theory but then I think it's more of like communication 
mm-hmm. not communicating. Like even just the other day when I was over at his house, um, like, do you put the top toilet seat down? Not the, the middle one, but the top one down every time. Most of the time, yeah. I feel like I do most of the time, but sometimes I don't and I forget. And he told me for the first time how much that bothers him after two oh. years. And like <laughs> summer, whenever like we really started to get serious again, for the first time ever, he told me how much it triggered him when I was late. Oh, and okay. Guess what? I've never been late again. Mm-hmm. So if you tell me something, like with him, I've never been late again. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have gotten a lot better about being on time. Um, yeah, if you if you communicate with me, I appreciate that, and I mm-hmm. will always take that into account, and I will always respect what your needs are. And but it's all, but you have to tell me because you don't tell me, then I'm then I'm just over here being ignorant about it and not knowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's I think one of the biggest things. Um, and then, yeah, not communicating to me about certain people in his life that are important that I scare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I, my energy is too much for or something. I don't know. I still don't know. Um, yeah. But we're working through that. Um, I think there's other aspects too, and I, I won't go too much into it, but, you know, there's been a lot of trauma. And so, mm-hmm. and there's, there's triggers that I'm unaware of that, that if I'm made aware of them, then I can show up differently and be a better partner. And so, yeah. And so that's kind of always what, you know, right now we're in this like phase, I think of of really, we both really are back in the relationship. We're trying to work it out. Um, Mm -hmm. We're both doing thoughtful things for each other. He's going to help me with some real estate stuff. I'm going to help him with some real estate stuff. Like I'm, you know, and also some band stuff. Like we're, we're reintegrating. Yay. <laughs> That's good. Because mm-hmm. I, let me tell you, when I, it, it feels awful when I, when I don't have it in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so sweet. Well, I mean, I didn't really go over your charts, but beforehand, but I'm glad you, you told us all about him. And now I'm going to let people know you're this, you have like incredibly similar human design charts. You're both one, three sacral manifesting generators. So one, three is your profile. It's all about, uh, investigation and foundation. So that can be a part of some of your stuff is usually first lines, like a solid foundation under them. They don't like to move forward unless they have something else. Like they, they wouldn't quit something unless they have something else lined up or, they just don't like to have an unstable foundation under them that can make, give them anxiety and worry them. So yeah, you're both one, three sacral manifesting generators. You have almost the exact same centers defined, just has a defined heart, which is pretty rare, about 30% of the population. And Aaron has an undefined heart. So when they're together, the energy of Jess's defined heart influences Aaron's energy so he can get more of your defined heart feeling which is willpower a healthy competition being really being competitive but in a healthy way it like it like moves you forward and turns you on and you really enjoy competition people with defined hearts usually do um usually people with defined hearts are good at business business dealings money 
uh, all that kind of stuff, transactions, all that kind of fancy business stuff. So I'm glad you're helping him with some real estate stuff because that's kind of your energy is business and finances and um, uh, allowing other, other people to do things for you. So delegation is also a big part of a defined heart. And it's not to say that when you're together, he has a defined heart as well. It's just that you can give off some of these energies and he's like, oh yeah. And we can, we can take them up and it can really help us because with an undefined heart, you're really trying to prove things to people. You're really saying, what can I do to show you how much I love you? What can I do to show you how good of a human being I am? How good at work I am? How good I am at this, that, and the other. That's what an undefined heart wants to do is to show other people how great it is because I have an undefined heart as well. So to have a little bit of your defined heart energy come in and say, you're, you're good. We, we like you just fine. Like, let's, let's get into this thing. Let's move forward. The, the heart is a motor center. So it moves us forward. And so having this combination is really cool. Cause when you're together, like I said, he can pick up on this energy. Uh, you also have three of the same channels. You each have four channels to find channels and three of them are the same, which it's, this is crazy to me that you have all this stuff, but <laughs> um, one of them is the 3313. And this is a channel that's has the energy of being the reporter of life and wisdom. So living life and reporting back and using this as a leadership style, using this to help give, uh, help give others a sense of purpose or help them find their sense of purpose. Usually people with this channel are great listeners to the point where people tell them things that they don't necessarily want to know. They just, they just get told these things because people can sense your great listener energy. And they are just like, so you might have people that come to, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but like that can happen a lot. And you both have this energy. You also have uh, channel 2010, which is the commitment to higher purpose and higher principles through gratitude for life. So usually this energy is really about loving life and wanting other people to do the same and knowing that there's a higher purpose for you. Like already knowing that that is a thing, that you have a higher purpose and really reaching for that, whatever it may be, and giving off this energy of, you can do this too, because this is a, leader, a leadership channel. So it's commitment to a high, higher purpose and showing people that they also have a higher purpose through gratitude for life, zest for life, living life, being happy with what you've got, all that kind of stuff. And the last channel that you have together is uh, the two, what is this? Two fourteen, yeah, two fourteen. This is um, a transformative channel. So this is about creative power of turning lead into gold, which is like an alchemist can will turn lead into gold in mythological times. And so this channel is about taking stuff, something that doesn't work the way that it is, or that might not be right the way that it is, and changing it and making it work ten times better, or mm-hmm showing other people that they can, that you can improve their situation. This is, this is like a, a resource management type of situation where you can look at everything that's going on and go, Oh, if you change this and you change this and you change this, you'd make millions more dollars, or you'd save X amount of time 
or whatever. And this is, um, it's called an individual channel, which means that it really has nothing to do with any other person or people. It's really just an energy that you possess and you go, look, look what I can do for you in, in, in regards to, to tweaking people's lives. And people will go, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like you just, you can see ways to tweak it. And again, you both have this. So you both have all of this energy for leadership mm-hmm. in a way that comes from living life and feeling grateful for the life that you have and practices that revolve around that. But also you can, you see things and you go, oh, this isn't right. Or, oh, if, I, if, I, if we change this, it would be better. So it's not that you're just up in the clouds like, oh, look at, I love life and I'm grateful for everything that's wonderful. You, you are, but you also ground yourself with, uh, okay, if, we, if I changed this about my schedule, my day would flow easier. Or maybe if you change this about your business, it would work better, blah, blah, blah. Like just little tiny things that you can just throw at people. And they're like, oh my goodness, you saved me. <laughs> I mean, all of that is so interesting to know because yeah, I feel like Aaron and I are both, I mean, I can give you so many examples of all of those things. What <laughs> second one the 2010 yeah 2010 is a it's the it's called the commitment to higher principles or higher purpose they say either way yeah yeah I mean every everything about everything you said just makes so much sense we're, we're both always looking for more efficiency in our life um you know Aaron was just was just taken on as like a president of these companies um because he has he's great with systems mm-hmm. and he has so many awesome systems in place that like everyone is always like whoa, that's, we can make everything so much better with your system. So um, that's one of his like really, really great talents. And then, you know, uh, on my end, I'm thinking about like, you know, pretty much every single yoga class that I go to, someone will come up to me afterwards and say, hey, man, I just really loved watching you. And I'll be like, Mm -hmm. you know, or or they'll ask for a tip or something, but I'm always like kind of giving out information. I'm, mm-hmm. I love to give out information that I know. And handstand specifically is one of those things where I can just look at someone's handstand for like, you know, just a second and I can change the entire thing by just cueing one or two things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, that's one of my, my great talents is, is being able to see those efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So hence why I created the handstand magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that all of this makes, you know, so much sense. Uh, again, the, the alchemizing, the transmuting of energy, the creative energy, we're both definitely that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a musician and a writer and I'm a writer. And um, yeah, we just, we love to create. We love to create together. We love to create mm-hmm. separately. Um, the leadership channel, for sure. He definitely is a, a leader. He's more of a leader in community here. And I'm more of a leader online, but mm-hmm. also still in my community too, I would say. Um, I've, I've always been a leader, but I think, again, it's one of those things where it's my energy is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes people don't um, accept that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that like Aaron and I both really want the betterment of all of the people that we love, right? Yeah. We really, we feel connected to the world. We both feel, we've talked about this a lot, that we feel a higher calling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, al- I've always known that. He's probably always known that. And 
you know, yes, there was a time for many, many years when I was trying to mute my energy because mm -hmm. it's scary for people. And that was my eating disorder and other addictions. And um, then the last four years or so, I've really come into more of this bright light uh, era, if you will, and more of this transformative uh, time period. And, <clears throat> and Aaron has too. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting timing of, of how we're together and I was I think I don't think I've said it on the podcast but before I was talking about us being twin flames mm -hmm. I didn't know what this concept was until last year but a twin flame is whenever a soul is so potent it's just so dynamic it has so mm -hmm. much that it has to like separate so and even when it separates it's still really all of that right mm -hmm. it's two different souls now and mm -hmm. so they say that you can find your soulmate and you can have many soulmates in your lifetime. You have soulmates that are your friends, you have soulmates mm -hmm. that are your relationship, relational, but twin flames, that's a whole nother level of soulmate because you actually are the same soul. So, wow. so it can either be catastrophic <laughs> depending on which lifetime you're in, I think, and how many times you've met each other again or whatnot, mm -hmm. lots of, lots of different things. But, you know, uh, with Aaron, my hope is, that um, that this is a lifetime that we can come together again and oh, be wonderful yet again. Yeah. yeah. And that's what your charts look like. They look like someone pulled the same chart apart and added a couple of things. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. There are there are a couple parts of it that are are different though, and I wanted to make sure I I went over yeah. those too. Um, I wanted to go over Aaron's. Aaron has the channel twenty fifty seven, which is an impulsive energy and <laughs> it's about hearing the truth in the voice and having intuition tied to hearing so being able to hear a lie just from the tone of someone's voice or being able to to hear things from the way people describe them or in music hear things that is in tied to his intuitive energy so he might be a person that's hard to get something past because he can hear the meaning of what you're trying to say without use using those words, just because of his, his intuition. Um, this comes from his spleen being connected to his uh, throat. Yeah. That's so interesting. Or his spleen to his identity. Yeah. And um, it can, it can also make him scattered in his speech and maybe like speak out a turn like jump in and interrupt just because they get really they want they want to say something and this also can come with a little side energy of anxiety around the future and anxiety around survival of the future so because it's connected to splenic energy it's it, there's there can be a little bit of worry about the future and about what's going to happen to his loved ones in the future and the people that are close to him in the future himself and the people that are close to him yeah that's so like on so many levels this resonates there's one ear that he actually can't hear as well out of which <laughs> makes me curious um he also this is really beautiful he describes his music like he's like it's it was already it's already written and i can see it but it's kind of like you know how and it just needs to be uncovered mm -hmm. so like someone in the band will try to like 
come up with a verse or something like that and be like no that's not it because I already hear it I already know it I just need to it needs to be like it's it's almost like a uh, what is it Wheel of Fortune where they like, uncover the letters like mm-hmm. it's like it's like an, a journey and experience digging in and and yeah. all of a sudden it's revealed and it's and I just love that analogy of like oh wow you know that it was already there mm-hmm. and it's already written and I just think it's so beautiful um, and yeah I think that that is again part of maybe that that energy um, and also whenever he gets anxious his throat feels tight. Oh, wow. My throat is tight. Mm-hmm. You yeah. both have defined throats. So yeah, you're yeah. here to, you're here to put something out into the world. That's what the throat's here for, for manifesting and not manifestation in the sense of calling things into your life, but manifestation of putting things out, like taking something and putting it out, like handstand magic. You, you manifested handstand magic. Like that's how they would describe manifestation in human design. You also have uh, two different incarnation crosses and your incarnation cross is an important like theme of your life. It's an overall theme of your life and it will always be there. We've talked about yours a couple of times before. You have the right angle cross of the four ways, which is essentially about space and maintaining space, giving space to others and to yourself, holding space. Um, there's more specific parts of it about having your own house and like having walls that that's part of this too that's for your own personal self but when it comes to what how you use this to move yourself through the world you're here to hold space like that is who what you're here to do is to is to hold space for people to be who they are to create space for people that do not have it and are afraid and need it um and that's that's essentially what the right angle cross of the four ways is it's it's to it's space for others mm-hmm. which when I first read this about you I thought was crazy because it's like oh my god that's totally what she does so um it's kind of cool like that's your calling almost you can say with the incarnation cross is to is to hold space for others that can't do it for themselves so that's your that's your incarnation cross and Aaron's is the right angle cross of penetration and Ooh. That means that yeah, he'll make a dirty joke about that. One. I'm sure he will. Um, <laughs> it's funny. That's and so that is the energy for the start and for initiating something new. Yeah, the ambition to change things and make them new, make a new. So this ties in a little bit to the uh, channel you both have for transformative and creative power. Is is it's about the start. And a lot of times when you have this energy, you're here for the start of things and you get most charged up and excited for the start. So it, it is important for him to be involved in things from the beginning because that's kind of where his power and energies lie for, for getting things done. Yeah. So you both have different incarnation crosses, but they're both here for the other he's here to start stuff and initiate and make things new and get excited about the newness of things, which can mean that old things can become boring sometimes. And he might need to like, especially because it's manifesting generator energy to, to change things up a little bit. If he gets bored in life or needs, needs newness. Um, You also have a little bit of that energy too, though, with your manifesting generator where you also need newness. And this is why (laughs) I loved your charts being the way that they are is, 
a lot of your similarities, you can look at each other and go, oh, okay, I accept this about you. Like, I have that too. Like, okay, you need new stuff. Let's go try a new restaurant or let's go do a new thing. Or you want to, I'm going to paint. I'm going to do this new painting. I'm going to like do this. Like you're, you're both accepting that you are both kind of everywhere and it's okay. That can be hard for other types to grasp. So it's good that you have this like, oh, okay, like we're both kind of big in our energy. We both have a lot going on and that's just how it goes. So, yeah. yeah. I would say that like one thing, you know, when we, when we've had these times and we come apart and I asked him out to dinner one time, and I was like, well, what, you know, what is your favorite thing about this relationship or what, what keeps you, you know, coming back to me? And he said, because just, I feel like nobody else understands me the way that you do and no one else accepts me the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think we all want to be seen and heard and felt and accepted. And uh, I thought that was really a beautiful thing that a really nice compliment. But yeah, I, I feel like that's how we feel about one another is we, you know, when others don't understand us, we understand one another and accept each other fully and wholly in ourselves and in our, in our big selves. And, and it's okay. And it's okay for him to have you know, lots of passions and, you know, influence and, and, you know, and and it's also, it's okay for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So do you have any questions about, um, anything that has to do with your charts? I know you said earlier that you might have some questions, but we went over a lot of stuff. We we did go over a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, let's see. I don't think I don't think I have any question, any more questions right now. Okay. That was that was really good. I guess I am interested. Do you? I don't know. Um, you said that you know relationships and human design is becoming more popular. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. You know, just like other things, sometimes I say like, you know, for instance, in astrology, like I'm a Leo, so it goes with certain people. Like, are do do you think certain types go better with other types, or is that like a thing? Or I think that the same types being the same type you can recognize same and that is helpful in the beginning because it's like oh okay I get this like I understand your energy I have similar energy but there also can be people who have been conditioned to be different from their type so there can be a manifesting generator who's still playing small you know and they meet another manifesting generator who's in it and in like out and proud and like I got this I got this I got this and they're like whoa and they can be turned off by it simply because they are afraid of that energy in themselves. They don't want to let that out. So it really depends on where people are in their process. But usually if you're the same type, there's certain aspects that you just look at the other person. You're like, oh, I, I kind of, I understand that. I get that. Um, there's also ways that you can look at your charts together. So it's called a companion chart. And then you can see how everything matches up and branches off and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been really, it's been super popular. People want to know their relationship charts with their parents, their brothers and sisters, their loved ones, friends, anything. They just want to know. And for me, the reason I love doing this kind of, uh, information is because it shows you where you can accept the other person and where you can love the other person and say, Oh, like, you know what? Um, I don't, 
this is always my example because Sean has a defined spleen and I have an undefined spleen. You both have defined spleens. And usually when people have an undefined spleen, they're bad at time. I'm very bad at time. Sean is very good at time. So he'll be waiting at the door for me if we said we're going to leave at a specific time. And I'm like, oh, like I meant like around that time, like give or take five (laughs) or 10 minutes. And he was like, no, it's that, that time. And I've had to learn to go, oh, okay. Like if I say a time, it's that time. So I better give myself a 10 minute buffer so that I know that I'm like ready to go. And he notices the same and will be accepting if like it takes me an extra five minutes because we're going to the grocery store or somewhere where it's not like you have to be on time. So it helps to accept those things in the other and to not try to change them and go, oh no, well you have to, like, you have to get better at time. Like I'm going to make you get better at time. And it's the same thing for me to look at him and be like, no, I'm going to, you're going to relax about time. Like neither of us has to do those things. We are here to be energetically ourselves and we can look at each other and go, oh, I just accept that about you. And you accept that about me. And that's that. Yeah, I really love that. And I think just the more awareness and knowledge we have in every capacity of our lives and different different designs, right? Because there's human design and there's all these other things too that are that could be, mean something, right? Mm-hmm. All these lunar signs, all this numerology, all these Akashic records, all these other things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And I believe they all play a role. They all play a part in who we are, mm-hmm. um, which is really wonderful. Um, it's funny because I... I think I can be good at time, but you know, I'm not great at time. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing with the defined, the thing with a defined spleen is they, it can go either way. It depends on how they grew up or it depends on how their conditioning is. If they've never really been held to a strict timetable or had a, had something where they had to be on time for a majority of their lives, usually defined spleens will create their own sense of time so it's not that you're not on time and you're not timely you have your own sense of time like you figured it out for yourself it's just that it's not doesn't go with everybody else's or maybe everybody else doesn't isn't aware of your sense of time but you have your own sense it's not like oh my gosh where did the time go it's like oh this is just time and that's it I get lost I get lost in uh, creating and in, yeah. in, in, in your time. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that actually. Um, yeah. well, okay, I guess one more question would be, and we probably already did, uh, talk about it, but what is it, what do the arrows mean again of like, so my arrows are pointing this way and his are mm-hmm. the opposite way. And again, that tells me that we separated mm-hmm. at some point. Um, well, they're called variables and each arrow means a different thing. And they're pretty convoluted so i'll keep it simple okay have arrows that go to the more to the right you're uh more non-specific so this means that non-specific with time non-specific with what you want to bring into your life non-specific with what you eat when you eat how you eat when you sleep when how you sleep like how your day goes just non-specific in general especially because you're a quad right it's just you're non-specific. You just don't. It's just how the word that is used for someone who is a quad, right? The variables each go into specific things like digestion and, and how you should eat and um, how you view the world and things like that. But it all kind of centers around being non-specific in your life. 
And does that mean that a quad left would be specific? Yes, it does okay. mean. Aaron <laughs> is a quad left. This is probably Aaron. one of the bigger differences in your chart because he's all four left and you are all four right. Mm-hmm. And a quad left is specific about what they want. If they want a green car with, you know, four doors and silver that like they can see what they want in their head and it's very specific. Yeah. And it's, that's better for them to, to do. And for us, cause I'm also more non-specific, it's better to, to go with the feeling of something or like what the, fe- what this will bring to me feelings wise and energy wise, rather than I want this specific thing and I need it to look this way and like that. And it's just easier for them to have a specific schedule, uh, kind of more consistent. You can also say consistent and inconsistent <laughs> like that. Um, and it's just kind of how you work energetically in the world. Makes a lot and, of sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can mesh these two together as long as you understand, because it's taken me a while to get that I'm pretty inconsistent in my chart too, and a lot of my energies, that my days don't look the same, or even what I think they're going to look like when I wake up in the morning. Or I used to plan my food out a lot more, and now I just don't. I'm like, mm, I'll eat whenever I feel like eating, and I'll eat this. And and I used to think that I had to be really like regimented about it to feel responsible and to mm-hmm. feel like I was winning at life. This is part of the, of the open heart to feel like I'm doing a good job at life by planning things out. And I realized that that's not my, that's not my bag. So yeah. I've radically stopped planning things. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I live my life too. <laughs> good. Good. I mean, you're a quad, right? And you're a manifesting generator. So you're kind of here to do it however you you make it work it's here i'm just here to do it i don't plan very many things per day usually like one thing and then yoga (laughs) and then it's like okay then i'm gonna create or do whatever else yeah other stuff grabs you and you're like oh i'm gonna go this way i'm gonna go this way and that's a great way to be because manifesting generators are here to just be grabbed and be like oh this thing is pulling me i want to do this oh this is lighting me up right now i'm going to do this like that kind of thing so it's really good that you keep yourself open for that well, let me tell you, that's a very um, relaxing, <laughs> uh, good feeling to have, to know that like you just get to do what you want. <laughs> and you should, and you should. It's not that you get to, it's a, it's like your life yeah. path. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, I have one final question for you. If you could be any animal, what would you be? Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I already feel like I'm a lion. Yeah, I think so. I'm a Leo and I'm just, I, like, I just feel like my energy is very much lion energy. Um, probably Pinda. Aww, <laughs> he's so cute. He's Pinda's her puppy doggy. <laughs> yeah, he's a Samoya to Sammy dog and he's the best. Probably That's be awesome. I put what, cause I always answer these questions too. Um, there's an Island in the Bahamas that has a beach called pig beach. And it's just these pigs that live on this beach. Ah. And I would want to be one of those pigs. Are they, they, okay, go ahead. they were brought over by settlers for probably like food and stuff. And they are now like, it's like an attraction, like a tourist attraction. People come and feed them turkey dogs, not okay. real hot dogs, but turkey dogs. Um, and they're like protected and they're on this Island and they just chill. And they play in water. Um, I've seen them. A couple of them look uh, like they're, they look like regular pigs. Like some of them are pink. Some of them are black and white. 
but they just like run in the water and chill on the beach. And I was like, so I could be a pig and chill on the beach. Okay. That's <laughs> all righty. Well, that is definitely an interesting one to know. <laughs> and in, and in, um, I'm the year of the pig. I was born in the year of the pig also. Right. So that right. helps. Well, your dog, an ox. Oh, an ox. I was like, Oh, that's so cute. In the Chinese calendar. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. I love having my friends on and I hope that you had a good time. I learned a lot. I, I think it would be really interesting for you to have Aaron on and him not know what I said <laughs> and, to, and to see what he said. <laughs> All right. You, you have to keep him from listening then, but yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah. And well, if you're, if you're looking for Jess, she's mindful, Jess, mindful underscore Jess on Instagram or mindfuljess.com or um, pretty much mindful just everywhere <laughs> mindful just everywhere yeah and check out her handstand magic it is pretty awesome so yeah thanks again for coming on thank you uh I love you and we need to get together soon and uh yeah this is super fun yeah we will we'll hang out soon and thank you all for listening and we will catch you later Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day. 